Ready, Brooklyn? <laughs> Welcome to Athletes and Artists Love Podcast with your hosts, Cassandra, Brittany, and Jillian. Hang out and get to know us, our guest athletes and artists, and keep up with what's current. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn kisses. <laughs> Brooklyn's like, and now I'm going to get <laughs> so, so now it's time for our segment, Highlights and Lowlights. So we talk about the highlight of our week and the lowlight of our week. Who would like to share first? I will. <laughs> Brooklyn's in my hair. Doggy <laughs> wig. Yeah, Did you say dolly wig? Doggy. Oh, I thought you meant like dolly parton. I was like, I can see it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Can't, guys. Who would like to share their highlight and low light first? I will. My highlight this week is finally getting all of the Christmas gifts in, which that like never happens for me. So, yay, man. So early. I know it's so early. Oh my gosh. But my low light is now that I'm like partially broke because of it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. It's good to be done and be prepared. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I wipe my hands clean and move on. What about you guys? My highlight is that I started Christmas shopping. Not as, not as impressive <laughs> as yours. Listen, it's still a thing. But I started and I never, I, well, I do try to start this early, but my my goal this year, this is so <laughs> ridiculous, but my goal this year is that I want to get all my Christmas shopping done by December mm-hmm. so I can have plenty of time to make gingerbread houses. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. an activity. Have you seen right. those like chartreuse houses people make where they put like cheese and crackers and like salami? To make it just like anything. This this is a thing. No. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. You should look into it, Cass. That could be added to your hobby list. Yes. I love a good shark. Well, okay. Here's something about me. I don't know how to say that word. Charcuterie <laughs> board. Charcuterie. Oh, did I say it wrong? Charcuterie uh-huh. is a charcuterie. Charcuterie board. It's not cooterie. No, I'm just going to eat it. It's charcuterie board. Oh. Oh, charcuterie right. board? That's all right. What did I say? Chartreuse? Sounds like a color. Messy. Messy. I don't know. I love a good cheese board. <laughs> the cheese, give me the meats, give me some wine. But I also want to make a gingerbread house. Yes. I haven't made one since I was like 10. I already bought the supplies. I'm just waiting for the day that I'm done with my Christmas shopping so I can do it. And I bought two just in case somebody else wants to do it with me. Oh, that's so cute. My highlight, I just forgot in this moment what my highlight was. Oh, I started baking again while we're really talking about like food today with our gingerbread house and um, Thanksgiving coming. But yes, it is. So I started baking and my grandmother got me these like just normal cake pans. And I used to use the ones from the supermarket that were like kind of flimsy. Never again. A real cake pan, like the circular one. Amazing. And then my low light was that throughout this experience of being in my kitchen, I found a bag of peppers that are bad. And it was very sad because they looked delicious and I didn't eat them in time. (laughs) That is so sad when you realize like, oh, forgot about these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like that whole thing, like I was a person, different person when I was shopping than a different than like when I was home, like when I'm shopping, I'm like, oh, I'm going to just get all the produce. I'm so healthy. When I get home, I'm like, why did I forget to buy 
cookies and chips. <laughs> like, who did I think I was? <laughs> so the peppers get left behind. Relatable. Today on the podcast, we have Liz Pacini, dancer, educator, and all-around joy spreader. Listen in to hear about her experiences as an industry unicorn and learn about how she engages positive energy while navigating 2020. So we're just going to jump right in. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us. So exciting. It's a pleasure. I think we just want to dive right in with the fact that you work at Broadway Dance Center. That's like huge to teach there. And I know you're also a performer. Uh Uh-oh. How do you deal with that? Oh, Oh, no, did I freeze? I think I got you. In terms of teaching and performing and how do I deal with that together? Amazing. Right? The Wi-Fi 2020. So we're, we're all used to this. Easy, easy. Um, you know, it is a huge blessing. I also, and I think I've built my career on being uh, sincere and genuine. It has been the hardest uh, balls to juggle, right? Of um, I could be teaching your, you know, sold out class at Broadway Dance Center. And then that morning I could have gotten cut at an audition, right? Or I could be running your call back, but then I cut you. And that night I'm hoping you choked my class, right? So it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition and balance, but it is grown me in more ways than I can even imagine. Um, so it's incredible, but it really has been the thing that like, I kid you not, that has put me in therapy and caused me to find balance. And, you know, because it is such a beautiful, beautiful dynamic, but it is definitely dynamic. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause the dance world is so small, so exactly. it, you can easily run into people from both sides of the spectrum. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's cool to be, and again, it's a gift to be such a young teacher, um, and, and to have, which I always own that I started out with three people in the smallest studio at Broadway Dance Center, as we all should like, and I'm so thankful, but I started out years ago and I said, if I have three people or 83 people, I'm going to teach the class just so I can learn how to teach and be a better educator. I had no idea that it would turn into what this turned into, um, which again is a gift and a privilege, but a ton of work. Um, and, and then with that said, it was cool to, to kind of grow in the business with this name affiliated with all, all sides of the table. Um, and so, but it has been such a learning curve where there have been moments that I kind of feel like I've caught up to the growth spurts that have happened with being known as all of these different, being able to wear all these different hats. Um, but still like being human in the sense that like, I'm still auditioning next to you. I'm still taking your class, you know, and again, just learning how to walk that, that line, um, and do it sanely and healthily. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, teaching such an art form too. And what I love about your classes is that you really bring joy to the table every time. Um, and how do you do that? I mean, you said you had seen therapy over this juggle and this balance, like how do you find that energy every single time? You know, I feel like this question, like before 2020 is like a different, you know what I'm saying? Like, so before I had to learn that, like I had to learn and realize like that my worth was not and is not based on who shows up to my class, right? Because that's a hard thing. And, And one of my mentors, you know, the queen of BDC, Sheila Barker said to me, one day, like a few years ago, where I was still, my numbers had hit a max, and I'm so thankful that they've consistently been that, but still, I've owned down to the minute before class starts. You're like, is anyone gonna show up? No one like, and it's just this normal thing, that a cycle that you go through all the time. And and it's just interesting, because she said, you know, this is gonna be your first day of school or your first day of work every day. 
because it is a drop-in studio. You know, when you're setting yourself up for 80 people to love you, to hate you, to laugh at your jokes, to think that you're, I mean, all these different things and you're performing, right? And when that's what I do on the other side also, it can get exhausting. So I think as I learned how to learn how to cope with all of the ups and downs, um, I've learned how to allow myself to be present for that class and then turn off and then disconnect, you know, and be able to have boundaries, which let me just tell you that about a decade, I mean, to actually understand that like, I can be available in this teacher and educator setting, but I have to refuel or I will not be able to pour into anyone else's cup. And, and again, that took crashes and rock bottoms and, and highs and lows. Um, I mean, now, especially it's like, it's so interesting to see like, the gift that it is to still be able to dance without the lights and the camera and action and the applause and all of that on a stage. Like we still get to love the raw nitty gritty of what we do. Um, and it's been such a cool thing with these Zoom classes now of being able to see who shows up with absolutely no shade to people who don't, I can own. It literally is my livelihood right now. And it took me weeks to take a class. Like I say that loud and proud. Like. Literally, I teach. I was one of the first teachers at BDC to start this Zoom series, and it still took me weeks to get into it because it's odd. It's different, you know, and I get it. But it's so cool to see the energy that's pushed into 2020 of just wanting to dance because you love it and you need it. And that has been, again, a gift in itself um, while still owning the challenges. But it's, it's showing up nonstop and, like, really being grateful. I've got a body that allows me to do it. I have a facility, you know, be it wherever it is that day. Um, but that whole attitude of gratitude has completely redirected my life before 2020. And then now, I mean, let's just... If that's what it is. Like, you just got to live that way. Well, that is interesting because teaching on Zoom is such a... Oh, it's hard. It's... You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like that bringing the energy to class when you feed off of other people's energy is easy compared to on zoom like how does that work for you that is a, a great question and i finally had a mentor describe it as he said something about like you are a cheerleader without getting anything back and that's exactly what you just said cassandra it's like the fact that you in class at least you've got this magnetic almost palpable energy but via Zoom, it's so interesting because it is just vibrant energy and smiles and hard work and you are giving, 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 but you're able to receive if you really like, again, practice, you know, and let yourself open up to that and like let the Wi-Fi happen and let the, like you just breathe through it. But it is this whole moment of you are on fire for now 75 minutes and then suddenly, boop, it's done. And the screen's black and you're like, you <laughs> feel like a little bit like, just all over the place. And again, allowing myself to feel that and owning the fact that I can feel on top of the world teaching a class. And then that evening I can be sitting at home like, what is happening in the world? What is my life? And just riding that wave and like learning how to, I just always say this, be it in the business or life, it's like we are all on a roller coaster and you have to learn how to hang on to your own without trying to jump onto someone else's. That's not gonna end well, you know, or match someone else's. And I think that that has been, again, just another moment of, of a good learning curve throughout this, this Zoom um, reality, right? Which will be our reality for quite a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. My question for that too is, you know, a lot of teachers are, especially university teachers, they're like teaching right now in person. And then after Thanksgiving, they're going to switch back to Zoom. 
for the students who are going through that too, like, do you have any advice? Like you said, it took you a while to get in. I mean, we're in a pandemic, so everyone's going through things in different ways and reacting in different ways. Do you have any um, advice for students that are going to be now going back to Zoom that had been in person? Yeah, you know, I, I think that a few things. I think to take the the perspective of like not letting anything like be taken for granted um in the sense that like i'm still even trying to redirect my thoughts to be it five years five months whatever it is from now when i'm in an audition and i get cut i don't have to like parade around and like celebrate that i was cut but i was able to show up to a call a job is available like i was able to, you know what i'm saying like have that like train that mindset which i keep saying to my students like the sequencing the transitions the pirouettes the technical elements the performance that's amazing but if we can redirect our thought process now, that's going to be the most beneficial thing coming out of this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, again, owning the feelings of, yep, this is odd. It is just odd. But then, like, go for it. Like, just try it. Just like the people that are like, I just can't get into it. I hear you. Again, I understand. But just try it. And just see, you know? And then, like, give yourself, great, I'm going to try once a month. And obviously for university and, and, and collegiate or, or school curriculum things, that can be obviously a different, um, you may not get to choose so much. But I feel like so many of my bosses have always said just embrace, like learning how to embrace the fact that you have 12 scenes left to tech and you have an hour. Just embrace, you know, learn to embrace the fact that you have to show up this way and the Wi-Fi, may, like just learning to embrace that. Um, and again, it's like just not taking it for granted. You know, and my mother, wise, wise woman, always, she always says like not to d delete or defeat your emotions and feelings, but you don't ever have to look far to see someone else that is not as well off in any sense. The person that just wishes that they could go to university or afford the Zoom class, you know, things like that, that do kind of help redirect the mindset um, again without diminishing your emotions, which I am a advocate for obviously not doing, but it does help get a little bit more of a grounded perspective as you navigate what is so tricky in this year and the next few years to come. Mm -hmm. And for you, you know, thinking about what's what's next is kind of like, a, <laughs> it's overwhelming. But, you know, I know you, you're teaching and you're performing and you're also choreographing or on that track. What do you see yourself really pursuing now that we've been shocked with the new reality of uh, it kind of helps us think about like what's important to us. So what's your next big goal? Yeah, that is a great question. And it's, I can, again, vulnerably say that that's like been a hard thing, I think, for me to think about just because it is like, I did the, the biggest performing opportunity of my career happened in February. I got the offer and we would have, I would have been a swing dance for a first national of a Broadway tour that would have set out in August. Um, that obviously isn't happening. And the tour itself will not be taking a union track. So it's not even like that job will be an option when everything restores. So that it's like a hard pill to swallow. And it's, it's, um, I have to choose to put myself in a mindset of owning and thinking that there is a next. So what is next? You know, I've been cultivating and just working on the skill set of, of a, a title that I've adopted in this business called a unicorn, which used to make me laugh. And now I'm like really trying to like own it of just being the person that literally is wearing all of the hats and on all sides of the table. You know, so the more that I can better those skills, because think, if I hadn't learned how to communicate with casts as an associate or to create choreo years ago when I started teaching or to dialogue with people in a professional manner, there's no way that I would be able to thrive on a Zoom platform. 
right? Or if I hadn't done some, you know, camera work or learned, you know, the BDC setup, it feels like you're on a TV set, you know, just because of the way everything is going. So it's like all of these things that have, you know, by the grace of God been set in, 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 in place, I'm able to pick those skill sets and, and grow them. So, you know, I'm just trying to do, I kind of promised my classes I would always do new choreos that I wouldn't repeat anything within the quarantine time. So now I think I'm at like 8,000 new combos, but like I'm trying to keep myself fresh so that I'm able to, I mean, give me a show to choreograph now. And I used to be like, oh, I'm so not ready. Absolutely not. And now it's like, well, if I can do it all and I could set that show, but then be in that next one, you know, back in the city, I can do it. And I don't need to just, and not settle, but um, allow the mindset of, oh, well, you can just do one thing or you're just this. So I think it's like a constant cultivating those skills so that if a boss, you know, asks me to be his assistant director for something coming up, or if it's a new like TV film framework or, or, uh, you know, print work or stuff like that, I'm able to be educated enough because of the work that I've been doing now during this time to better present myself. If, if that answers the question. Yeah. What's yeah. your inspiration for choreographing so much? Because like you're inside of like, you know, four walls. There's no, like I said before, energy coming at you. I mean, that's a lot to just come out with that much choreography one week after another. Yes. And it's also been a balance of like making sure that it, I'm not just doing it to do it because then it's just going to kind of be like mundane and monotonous and there may not be like a lot of texture to it. So I've literally, just to kind of help open opportunities, I've basically like hired one of my students as like a DJ. So she'll build me playlists for each week, which is so fun because then I'll give her kind of the textures of what I want, you know, and she'll kind of send me a chunk of music so that I'm able to narrow down without just being like, oh God, and like not knowing what to choose. Um, that obviously helps a little bit. Um, you know, I'll, I'll stay in class. Like I am just, I'm dancing nonstop obviously staying active, like just being an athlete is something I'm so passionate about and has saved me mentally as well as obviously physically. So just staying so active and helping those juices continue to flow, I mean, truly has been the thing that allows me to find music and, and be inspired. And like things like learning to listen to music differently, you know, and just being up on my feet and like so much choreo I can do on the train just because it's like, it allows me to like, you know, just be focused on something on, on my commute and, and stay active that way. But like getting up and moving my body and pushing, you know what, this is what I always do. What if I just go the other way? Cause like now is the time to do it, you know? And then I think when I get back into a room or I get in a space with the choreographer and pre-pro that used to make me like, oh God, like so nervous. It's just gonna be natural to just like, do you want that, you know, and throw something in without feeling um, uncomfortable, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah i love that oh my gosh your energy is so contagious you're so yes. like, i just can't stop smiling listening to you <laughs> i appreciate that i appreciate that i appreciate that i love stuff like this i love it we could talk forever but we are at time for our rapid fire round are you guys ready oh, some are some are silly some are informative liz are you ready i'm ready all right here we go <laughs> Brittany, take it away finish this sentence I'm inspired by my peers. My dream role is oh, Cassie, which I got to play once, but I was I was young, and then I was gonna play it during quarantine, and then quarantine happened. So Cassie Ferguson of a course line, love it. My life motto is be thankful. Yes, my relaxation routine is 
fitness, I know that's weird, and wine. Not together. <laughs> yes. Uh, something that makes me smile. Dogs. Oh my gosh, dogs. Yes. Aww. I love it. And last question to me, being an athlete and artist means? Oh. Mental and physical health and joy. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Liz, for coming Thank on today. You. I hope your story and your interview really helped bring some joy and life to our listeners. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, uh, so lovely to meet you all. Thank you so much for coming on, Liz. Okay, if you want to follow Liz on Instagram or on any social media, it is at Liz Piccini, two Zs, L-I-Z-Z-P-I-C-I-N-I. And of course, if you want to follow our hosts, you can follow me at, at Cassandra Lacey, at NY Choreographer, at Embracing underscore the fire within, and of course, the, at Athletes Artists. All right, see you next week. I don't know why I blew a kiss, but I did. <laughs> you know that kiss, honey. That was fresh. That was fire. I loved it.